I want to start off by thanking my good friend Nisanel Epstein for sponsoring this evening's shear. Nisanel is the founder and creator of the Talisman.com, an incredible organization where he enables Jews across the world to be Mekayim the Mitzvah of Tzitzis. Tonight is also sponsored by ProjectTzitzis.com. And my tefillah for you, Nisanel, and all of those who are osik in this endeavor, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should continue to give you siyata deshmaya and hatzlacha and all of your avodas HaKadosh. If you were to ask any baseball fan, who holds the record for the highest batting average of all time? They would most likely know the answer. The answer is Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb had a 366 batting average over 23 seasons. He retired in the late 1920s. 366 was the highest batting average ever, which means the hero of baseball, one of the greatest legends ever to walk the planet in the world of baseball, struck out about 65% of the time that he was at bat. In baseball, being flawless is not really an option. You can't hit the ball every time. What makes you a great player is that you're playing your position well. The coach feels you belong in left field, you belong in second base, and you're able to do it and do it well. Then you're a great player. Perfection is not possible. That's true in baseball, that is true in life, and that is true in every aspect of our Avodah Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not looking for flawless individuals. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not looking for perfect individuals. We're human. We're not going to be perfect. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is looking for those individuals who play the game and play it well with passion and with energy. We have the mitzvah of tzitzis. The Torah tells us we have the obligation to wear white strings on a four-cornered begot. Now, not all the strings are white. We also have the chiv of psil techelis, which means you have to have a string dyed with turquoise. The Gemara Menachos has a famous question as to why this particular color? Why turquoise? Why not red? Why not green? The Gemara's answer is somewhat cryptic, and there's a lot of discussion on this, which we're not going to get into this evening. But the Gemara responds that the blue is Doma Layam. It reminds us of the ocean, and the Yam is Doma Lerakia. The water reminds us of the heavens, and the Rakia is Doma Lekisia Kovo. That reminds us of Hashem's Hashkacha, of Hashem's total control and guidance in every area of life. So there's a process, there's a symbolism, there's a deep message with this particular color. Rav Chaim Velazhin, who was one of the great disciples of the Vilna Gaon, was troubled by the Gemara's question. The Gemara seems to understand the need for having a color woven into the white. White by itself would not be sufficient. The Gemara seems to feel you have to have color, and the only trouble the Gemara had was why Techelis? Why not a different color? Asked of Chaim Velazhin, why was it so pushed? Why was it so clear to the Gemara that you need color in the first place? The Gemara should have had a much more fundamental, a much more basic question why do you have any color? 
and then we could get to the particular color. But the Gemara was never troubled by that question. So explains Rav Chaim Velazhin, and this is really a Yesod and Hashkafa, that even if we don't wear tzitzis because women are putter from the mitzvah, and Ketanim don't necessarily have the Chiyuv yet, but the Hashkafa is Shavalachol Nefesh, meaning to say this idea is transformative for all of us. Rechaim Velazhin quotes the Gemara in Shabbos and Kufnu and Gimel, where the Gemara is elaborating on a statement of Shlomo HaMelech. Shlomo HaMelech writes in Kohelis that Bechol Ace at all times, you begadecha levanim, your clothing should be white. Meaning to say, you should be clean, clean from hate. I should be far away from sin. I should be pristine. I can't be flawless, I can't be perfect, but as much as possible, I want to be Makayim, I want to fulfill Sur Meira, staying away from evil. The whole ace at all times, your clothing should be white. The Gemara in Shabbos says, that's a reference to tzitzis. The white strings of the tzitzis, that's Megala, that reveals to us, that reminds us of our obligation of Sur Meira, of staying away from the challenges of Olam Hazeh, trying to transcend the Gashmias. If that's the case, says Rav Chaim Velazhin, so of course you have to have color in there as well. The white is only representing the Sur Meira, the staying away from negativity. But we know that tzitzis is actually a reminder of all the mitzvot. The Pasuk says, we look at these strings and we're reminded of all of the obligations we have. All of these opportunities for connection between a human being and a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So of course you have to have color because color represents Asay Tov. Color is merames that not only do we have to stay away from Ra, but we also have a mission, we have a job, we have a position to play. The coach has placed me and only me in this particular position, and I have to play it well. I have a task, I have, a, I have something I need to accomplish. See, we make the mistake sometimes where we assume the Torah lifestyle is just about staying away from that which is usher. I'm not sure about this particular hechsher. So I look at my CRC app. Is it good? Is it valid? Is it reliable? I don't know about this business deal. Am I allowed to charge him this particular fee? Maybe it's a violation of ribis. I'll ask a shayla, I'll speak to my rav. And of course, these are wonderful things to do. That's living with Yirash Shemayim. But if that's where it stops, if my whole experience within Yadus, my whole reality as a Jew, is just feeling limitation or staying away from Ra, without having this empowering sense of mission, of something I need to accomplish, of a position that I need to play, that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is waiting, so to speak, for me to do and do well, then I'm missing the Iker, I'm missing the main thrust of the Torah lifestyle. I remember years ago, my second to oldest daughter had a birthday party. And she was turning six at the time, I believe, she had some friends over. So I figured, let's do something fun. 
we played freeze dance. I had the radio right next to me, and I figured it's a cheap form of entertainment. The girls enjoyed it. And whenever the music was playing, the girls were dancing. And then as soon as I would press pause, they would have to stop in their place and be frozen. And I noticed after a couple of rounds, different girls played freeze dance in very different ways. Some of them, when the music was playing, they were able to just get into it and let go and enjoy themselves and jump up and down and twirl around in circles and feel and live the music. And then as soon as it stopped, they would try their hardest to stay frozen. Other girls didn't dance that much. They moved very slowly and deliberately because they know the music could stop any moment. And they don't want to be caught off guard. They don't want to be in an awkward situation. So they measure every step. Likely the girls that got more into the music, they got out more often. However, they were the only ones dancing. The girls that were going slowly and methodically, they didn't get out as often. They were more flawless, but they weren't dancing. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to dance. Not just to slowly move our feet, to be lethargic, because maybe it's going to stop any second. But dance with all of your heart, with all of your soul. Jump up and down. Get schwitz, get sweaty. Living is dancing. And if we're not dancing, we're not living. Techelis is there to remind us that we need color in our lives. Of course, lovin is pristine. We want to be white and pure and kadosh. But white alone is boring and it's dull. And it's not what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to take risks. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to feel motivated to try to break out of our comfort zone. To be empowered with the reality that I'm here for a purpose. And the Rebbe Yonah tells us in the Mishnah in Perki Avos, Hillel Hazakein says, Im lo If not now, then when? A Mishnah we've heard hundreds of times. The Rebbe Yonah was bothered by the question, what does that mean, if not now, then when? If I'm procrastinating, I could always do it tomorrow. Or maybe I could push it off until next week. It's true there are some things that if I don't do it now, I'll never get a chance to do it in the future. But there are many things that I'll get to. Im loach shavei Why not? Says there Ben Yonah, first of all, you might not get to it. We all know what procrastination is like. The Ramchal tells us in the Mesilas Yesharim, Ein Sekana Godl Mizu, there is no greater danger than pushing something off until tomorrow because tomorrow may not happen. But says the Rabbin Yonah even deeper, even if tomorrow does happen, and even if I'm able to do this mitzvah tomorrow, I've still missed out on Nitzchias, I missed out on eternity because the one thing I can't do tomorrow is redo today. The mitzvah I'll be able to check off. But life is not just about avoiding Isurim and checking off the task at hand. Life is about being proactive. It's the Asetov, it's growing, it's being Masake, my Midos. It's pushing and striving. 
Right now I could say something to make you feel better about yourself, but I, I'm a little bit uncomfortable saying it. I know if I would push myself I could say it, but I'm going to wait. Maybe I'll say it tomorrow. And if I do say it tomorrow, it's a wonderful chesed to be mechazek somebody, to encourage somebody. But I missed out on today forever. It's not just about getting things done. It's about transforming ourselves through playing the game. Playing the game well. And if we're playing well, there's going to be color. It's going to be vibrant. It's going to be radiant. And I'm going to get dirty. And that's what a Kaddosh Baruch Hu wants. Famous Gemara and Shabbos tells us that there are only four people never to have sinned. The closest to flawless that we've ever had in humanity. These four individuals, Binyamin the son of Yaakov, Kilav the son of David HaMelech, Amram the father of Moshe Rabbeinu, and Ishai the father of David HaMelech. All four giants of spirituality. They never sinned in their lives. But yet we know, the Bali Musar explain, they were not the greatest leaders of Kalal Yisrael. They were not the leaders of revolutions. They were not people that transformed the masses. They were saintly. They were pious. They were able to produce. Amram had a Moshe Rabbeinu. Ishai had a Dovod Melech. But they didn't have the same Gavrakite. They didn't have the same strength of character. They didn't change the world in the same way that Moshe and David did. Moshe and David did make mistakes. They were not perfect. They were not flawless. But they're Moshe Rabbeinu and David HaMelech because it's not just about avoiding Ra. It's about maximizing your potential. It's about making sure to dance even though that means when the music stops I might not be able to freeze. But that's not going to stop me from dancing. That's not going to prevent me from jumping and leaping and schwitzing in all areas of Avodas Hashem, and all areas of life. The famous words of Theodore Roosevelt. He said, the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who spends himself on a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. If you're trying to engender a love of baseball in your son, trying to get him passionate about the game, you have to tell him the rules. He needs to know that if the ball goes over here, it's a foul ball. And three strikes, you're out. But if you only tell him the do's and don'ts, you're never sharing the love and the passion and the enthusiasm that you have about the game. He has to feel it. He has to live it. He has to experience the same way that you experience it. That's true when we're being mechanech, our children, when we're trying to educate students. And for ourselves, as Ovdei Hashem, we're trying to uplift, we're trying to inspire ourselves. We need more to life than just avoiding Ra and doing the task at hand. We need to feel a sense of mission. We need the color. We need the radiant techelis in our lives. 
we look down at our tzitzis and we think, Lamantis Guru, we have a lot to accomplish. The road is lovely, dark and deep, yet I have promises to keep and miles to go before I sleep, and miles to go before I sleep. We have so much to do, not just avoiding Ra. That's the foundation of everything. That's Yira Shemayim. But to see the color in the Techelis and to appreciate that I'm here for a mission. I'm here to play my position, and only I can do this because the coach, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, placed me here with a purpose, with an intention, with a tafkid. We should be Zoha to make tzitzis, not just physically, not just the mekayim, the beautiful mitzvah of wearing tzitzis, but to live the, the hashkocha, to live the, the, the message of tzitzis that Rav Chaim Velazhin is sharing with us, to see the love on and to see the techeles and to feel passionate about the sur meirah and the asetov. Wishing everybody a wonderful Shabbos.